When it happened, it was quick. The apprentice walked beside his mentor through the castle courtyard, tucking long red hair behind his ears. A short distance away, the mentor's companions addressed the king. One, the new woman, radiated ethereal music. The other, the apprentice saw as she looked up sharply and called out in alarm, felt his mentor's hand on his shoulder, pushing him back. Saw the Osai man pulled in close, his eyes a deep gold glow. Another hand on his chest. Power. Pressure. Gasp for air. Pushed in deeper. And the ground is gone. Castle. Gone. Everything. Gone. Everything. Beside the light. Where will we find ourselves? In the shade of the sun. initiative. 17. 16. 25. Vivi, standing there in the courtyard, beneath the tree, the king before you, you turn in response to everything that has just happened. This Osai man falling from the air, Morris a few feet away, reaching out, grappling him, pulling him close as the Osai man scratches you watch as Faye turns into a city guardian, and you prepare your spell. You extend your hand, your magic, spilling forth, shooting like darts towards your enemy, and you feel it rebuffed. How can that be? Vivi, why is it that sometimes your spells take effect, and sometimes they fail? Is this a hypothetical question or an actual question? I'm actually asking you. Sometimes the magic isn't strong enough? Power is part of it. But spells, even the strong ones, can still fail. It seems to be a matter of chance or of resistance, whether the target's body or mind can slip from or shrug off of a magical attack. And at this moment, Vivi, you're not sure which of these factors it is. Was the spell not strong enough? Was your target lucky? Your spell should have worked, stunning the man like it did before, but it didn't. Could it be some kind of resistance? You stand there, all these thoughts flashing through your mind in a moment. What do you do now? Try once more to collect more data. Okay. What spell are you casting? Rolothim's Psychic Lance, an right. intelligence saving throw. It has to be fate, because that is a critical fail. Perfect. And regaining this thread, this time focusing on strengthening my connection to this creature the psychic glance pierces the head of this osai as it takes psychic damage of 26 points and is incapacitated until the end of my 
next turn. Morris, still in your armor, you have successfully snatched from the air this Osai man who looks just like Decibel, save for the face tattoos, the gray gemstone on his forehead, and that scowl he wears as he hisses static and scratches at you. You've pulled him close, your armor protecting you from these clawed stripes, but in your peripheral, you've seen that man lash out at Cornelius, who has just disappeared in a flash of static. And as Vivi's spell lands, this decibel lookalike slumps in your arms. Underneath the helmet, uh, where you cannot see, Morris's eyes go wide and he whips his head back to where Cornelius was and he looks down at the creature in his arms again and back where Cornelius was and then the helm looks up to face Faye. I, I can't I, I can't get in there I can't get in there I can't get in there to, to stop him I I can't get him I um I have an idea it's gonna take time I can't get in I, there I can don't okay. kill him, please, if you can help it. Okay, and he is going to heave up uh, the Osai figure, this decibel lookalike, onto his shoulder, uh, turn, take a couple steps, and he just says, everybody stay away from me, and he's going to slam it down onto the ground on its back, just sprawled out, and then he reaches up towards himself he's gonna move about 20 to 30 feet away from the point he was at and then he summons his arms in towards himself and you see a little bit of a flash in his fists of static and then he pulls out from himself and lands in a deep squat and shoves both arms out to one side as there is just a faint shimmer of static in a dome all around him in a 10-foot radius as Morse Beekman casts Wall of Force. Wall of Force. Let me look that Which, one up. in a 20-foot sphere all around Morris, nothing can pass, not even through the ethereal plane. Fascinating. Fascinating. And then Morris reaches into his belt and he pulls out his all-purpose tool spins it around and you see a scalpel and that's my turn Faye you still have true seeing and you can see into the static ethereal where the rules of your reality seem not to apply so much the moment that Decibel tapped Cornelius you saw him fuzz into a gray outline and then fuzz again and disappear into a spray of gold. And you stand there watching as Decibel goes slack. The heavy beast steps back, throws Decibel to the ground and extends this dome around him. Where's Cornelius? So Faye knows how magic works, has seen that Decibel looks incapacitated waits for a moment to see if any kind of concentration-based effects are reversed. Like if he has lost concentration on something that might reveal Cornelius. So I don't see I don't see him in the static either, to clarify. He's just gone. You saw 
you saw Cornelius shift to gray and then disappear in a spray of gold. That area is now surrounded by this wall of force, but you, in this glimpse into the static ethereal, you you don't see Cornelius within. Okay. But we're st- are we standing in the pillar? You're standing in the pillar. You've been seeing this gray overlay to everything. Mm-hmm. If you want, you can try and look deeper. Okay. Yes. I'm trying to judge if Cornelius has now ended up in the pillar of light or been sent to another realm. Make a perception check. Okay. That's a natural 20. Let's fucking go. <laughs> that is a babe. natural 20. Wow. Shit. Okay. This gray overlay. You've seen the pillar. You've seen these specks of gold mixing with the gray of the static around you, but now you focus on that gold. Mm-hmm. And I, I do need to have you make a constitution saving throw. You will have advantage because of that nat 20. It's not good. Um, I rolled a nine and a four. So. 11. Okay. You shift your view, focusing on the gold, and suddenly light blazes through. And you are you are blinded. Okay. For a moment. Uh, you are going to be blinded for this turn. Um, blinking with that net 20, you, you do think you see a shape, a humanoid shape, drifting there. Okay. That, that's what you can get for this turn. A lot's happening at once. Yep. Do I, so from where I'm standing, Drummond's office would be mm-hmm. like, sorry, in relation to where I'm standing, where is Drummond's office? It would be about, probably about six, 60 feet, maybe less, let's say 45 feet, kind of up at an angle, um, second floor window okay. of this courtyard. Faye is going to run in what she remembers to be that direction, blinded. Okay. Yes. So. Okay. Um, just just roll a, a d20 for me. Okay. It's a 12. A 12. Um, you needed a 10 or higher to not push over the king. So you, you oh. <laughs> blinded, cool. you, you run past the king and you are mm-hmm. heading in the direction of this window that you, you can't see. The gold is everywhere around you. Okay. I am going to um, take a dash action to make it to the wall where I am hoping to scale during my next turn. Gotcha. You run up to the wall. Decibel is incapacitated on the ground. Um, Morris, you see him groan softly and and blink kind of dazed. What is your passive perception, Morris? Remind me. Eleven. Eleven, okay. Yeah, he, he seems disoriented. Um... You, you see, as, as he opens his mouth, you just hear static coming out as he groans in place. D- but does it seem like he's coming to now? I believe he would come to next turn. Okay, yeah. It was, well, yeah, he's in the process of it. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Um, does look very injured. After the fighting from before, and now this incredibly strong psychic attack. Um, very injured as you lean over and pull out your scalpel. Uh, next up is Vivi. Uh, I will I will say this. Uh, as this is all happening, you do hear a, a general commotion from those around you in the courtyard. The, the king is shouting as city guardian Faye runs past. Uh, the soldiers up above with the crossbows and, and down below with the pikes are, are turning from where they're continuing to 
keep the lizards at a distance from the castle, you're getting the castle's attention here. Max, can we see through the wall of force? I believe so. Okay. I believe it's like a... Invisible wall of force. Classic force field. Okay. Kind of thing. Vivi, you're up. So nothing physically can go through the wall. Would I still be able to do something like hold monster? That I don't know. Nothing can physically pass through the wall. It's immune to all damage, cannot be dispelled by dispel magic. It doesn't look like magic is blocked. It's invisible so you can see. So that way a spell you could cast to makes sense. Presumably. All right, I'll do hold monster. It's going to be a wisdom saving throw. And the target is just a creature you can see within range. Okay. Wisdom save? Reasonable. That is a, a 10. A 10 will fail. So this thread that is starting to dissipate, I bring out my tabarine and shake it, and it begins to vibrate. And with my hands, I weave kind of a magic trap with my fingers, as you just see this expand around the body of Decibel. And with my bonus action, I will give Bardic Inspiration to the beast. Not like you need it much, but we need precision here. All right, Vivi, you weave a new spell. What does it look like as you're holding Decibel in place on the ground? You just see ethereal string that I'm holding between my hands as I seem to stretch it taut and you see the constraints of these invisible forces just hold Decibel tighter. Okay. You stand there holding these lines in place, feeling the tension of the magic in your bones as you stand there and lock Decibel down. Morris. Morris, he reaches up with his free hand and slides back the helm so he can see more clearly. And his eyes are this sort of wide mask of fear and guilt and also rage. And Morris walks up and straddles the Goliath and drops down his left knee so that way his shin is pinning down its right arm and he drops down his right knee to do the same to its left arm and he takes his open hand and he grabs onto the creature's face covering its mouth and he just goes hold still and he takes the scalpel and will cut the gem out of its forehead are you proficient in medicine have you used a scalpel before it's my all-purpose tool okay okay thus it means I am proficient with expertise. Alrighty. It's going to take some time, but you get to work. Make a medicine check. I will add 13 to what I roll, and then I will decide whether or not I am adding the Bark Inspiration. Okay. That is a 23. I don't think I'm going to use the Inspiration yet, but I will use a third flash of genius to make it a 28. I think that should be a comfortable a comfortable check. Okay. You start cutting at this gemstone. But again, it's going to take some time. You start your work. Meanwhile, Faye, you put a hand out and you you reach the wall of the castle here. And you you as you walk up 
blinking your metallic eyes, you feel that blindedness begin to fade. Okay. Um, I will take one last look at where Morris and Decibel are and see what he's doing and kind of just grimace to myself and turn back toward the wall. And I'm going to start, I'm going to start scaling the wall, trying to get through that window to Drummond's office. Athletics check, please. Okay. And I will be using the city guard (laughs) for this. Um, Okay. Mm. 15? 15 is good. Uh, The bricks here are, are, are not perfectly smooth. So there are, holds in the the mortar and the gaps between the stones for you to climb your way up. You reach the window to Drummond's office, which is closed. You you reach up and pull and it's it's rattling there. I will break the window to get in. Yeah, you just smash the glass and you climb up and through and now you are standing in Drummond's office. Okay. I will take a last look back out the window to kind of try and orient myself to where the pillar of light is in relation, like, spatially before I step into the static, if possible. It's still gold. You you flip that perception, you you see the gold, this vast vastness. The, the space of the gold doesn't exactly match, right? You, you see the castle mm-hmm. walls as a faint outline of gray, but then there's gold beyond and gold beneath the ground and up above. You see the faint gray outlines of the folks in the courtyard. You see the king standing by the tree. You see... Vivi holding this spell towards Morris, who's kneeling over a figure surrounded, the two of them by this dome of more solid gray. You see, drifting in the gold, a small humanoid outside the radius of the dome. And through the gold, you see these shifting patterns and currents and shimmering circles of light. One is drifting close to this humanoid in the gold. Okay. I will try to keep my eyes on that as much as possible while stepping through the rift in Drummond's office. The rift is in his quarters. So okay. you, you still need to go through Got the it. room into okay. the door into the other room. Okay. I will go through to his quarters. Okay. Yeah, you, you do have to tear your eyes away from the window. Okay. I will do that. Okay. You tear your eyes away, you're you're briefly blocked by the gray outline of the room in which you're in. You rush through into the next room, and there you see the rip. You see the tear hanging there, not yet sealed up by Drummond. I will step through. On the ground, beneath your scalpel, heavy beast, Decibel will come to. You see his eyes focus, stop squirming as much, held in place tightly by Vivi's spell mouth closes, looks up at you as you're working on its forehead and stares. And Morris, from your periphery, you see this creature's eyes in the depths within. There's a faint gold crackling. The king steps up to you, Vivi. What, what, what is this? What, what has happened? What, what is going on? Seems like we're doing a bit of surgery here. What happened to Cornelius? Been sent away, unfortunately. We're hoping our friend Faye could retrieve them. Vivi, it is your turn. And it does get to make a wisdom saving throw at the end of each of its turns. Uh, that is a two. Still holding on. 
So, Mora, should I attack, or just hope time is on our side? I have a plan. I need this out of its skull. Well, make it as clean as a cut as you can, but feel free to cut corners as well if you need to. I need him alive. Do you see some magic that was forming in my fingertips start to dissipate? Very well. And I'll end my turn. Heavy beast. You're still working away on that scalpel. Anything else you want to do on your turn? No, both my hands are full because i am got the tool in one. I'm holding it head still in the other, and I am just focusing uh, as best I can to make sure that I am able to do this as cleanly as possible. Um, Morris is uh, filled with... Uh, very conflicting sense of determination I guess because he is uh in one side he's telling himself he's doing this because he is honoring Faye's request to keep Decibel alive but deep down he knows it's because he has a plan Faye you step into the static and at that moment true seeing ends you now stand in a grayscale, staticky version of Drummond's quarters. And here the tear is inverse. You can see through a glimpse the technicolor room of the real world beyond. As you step through, what do you expect to happen? You've been in the static before. What are, you, what are your expectations coming into this space again after so long? I am expecting to fall, first of all, because... I'm not sure if I'll go through the building or not. Um, second of all, I am hoping that the damage that I usually receive in the static is mitigated by the city guardian, which has resistance to bludgeoning and force damage. So I'm kind of waiting to see if I'm experiencing pain or if I'm going to fall. As soon as you step through Faye, you do indeed begin to slip down through the stones of the floor. You also feel that uncomfortable tingling sensation begin mm -hmm. again. With your resistance, it'll be half the damage it otherwise would, but you do still take three points. Okay. Unless Max raises a finger. <laughs> City Guardian's immune. To bludgeoning and force damage? I thought I was only immune, resistant. Resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Immune oh, to, to force, force necrotic force? and poison. Ah, okay. I am immune to force damage. I'm sorry. Well, I'm... you don't take anything then. <laughs> this feels like a nice bath in lacroix. <laughs> Why is it spicy? You feel this tingling, this presence of power around you, Faye, but you are not taking damage from it in this form. As you begin to slip through the floor, you do feel a strange sort of vertigo, this this power that's around you. You see the, the grayscale of the room and beyond it, overlapping you you feel more that you feel the gold pressing in mm -hmm. do you have any of these gemstones on your person at the moment I believe I would still have the large red gemstone from the slotty yes okay okay that sharp prickle of current dancing through your body picks up as you feel that gemstone pulse 
and you feel a current swirl around you, pulling you in. Like the gemstone seems to be sucking me in? Like you like are a being, whirlpool? You are being pulled into the gold. Oh, okay. By, but it feels like because of the gemstone. You've only experienced this once before. Okay. Well, I guess twice before. You've experienced this a few times. Okay, but I'm being pulled into the pillar. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a ruby gemstone, one of the red ones. Correct. As this happens, you you see a, an outline of red begin to appear around your hair, your hands, and around your body. I'm gonna let go of it. Let go of what? The gemstone. I'm gonna get it off of me. I'm worried that it's pulling me Ooh. into the pillar. I would like to drop it. Make a sleight of hand check. Okay. Uh, 18 plus two, that's a 20. You reach down, pull the gemstone out, and you drop it. And as that happens, that flickering red around your hands, around your body goes out, and you feel that current cut. And you watch as the gemstone falls and lands on the stone floor that you're sinking down into. Okay. <laughs> that scared me. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I am going to start making my way toward where I remember last seeing Cornelius or that outline, that humanoid outline. You, you are sinking through the floor. Okay. Once I stop um, doing that. <laughs> okay. You, you continue sinking through the floor now that you've dropped the gemstone. The gemstone is now up above you. Now it's at eye level and you fall through the floor and you pop out into the room below and you drift down through the static and land into a, a small dining area. And you see the, the door to the hallway just out beyond. Okay, I will go through the door. I'm trying to exit. Okay. You leave the room, you step out into the hallway. Here you see huddled close together many bodies, uh, the townspeople and the noble folk who are taking shelter inside the castle, those who weren't able to to take refuge in the magnificent manor, this magical space. The hallway's packed with them, and you, you're going to have to kind of push or squeeze your way through, because as you reach out to, to touch these forms, their, their static is more solid, and you're unable to, to press through them specifically. Mm -hmm. Make an athletics check as you begin to move through the crowd. Oof. Six. Six. They're going to act as difficult terrain for you. Okay. So you're able to, to work your way through the hallway partially, and you can see the door to get outside again into the courtyard, but you're not able to make it quite yet. Okay. On the ground, Decibel stirs. He is unable to break your magical chains, Vivi. That is a six. The king standing next to you as you hold this spell shifts and looks up at the, the courtyard walls and the soldiers on the ground and says, Keep, keep us safe! T don't lose sight on the lizards beyond our walls. Go, D go. Gesturing for them as they mill and uncertainly begin turning back. Vivi, you still hold the chains. Good call, King. Can't lose focus from the speculation. And I'll end my turn. Still just tightening the finger trap thread I have in my hand. Morris? Morris keeps working as long as it takes. Faye, you come out into the courtyard, and here you see still that, that 
normal static, the grayscale world with that gold pressing through tightly. It, it feels weird, but you are immune to force damage. You are able to see across the courtyard the outlines of the soldiers, the king, Vivi, and then there's this shell, sort of upturned down bowl, resting on the courtyard where you last saw Morris and Decibel. Mm-hmm. Do I see any signs of Cornelius? You do not see any signs of Cornelius. Okay. I will approach the pillar and try to look and see if I can see him through it in it. You are in the pillar. Okay. And the I gold can't... is all around you. Okay. And I cannot currently see him anywhere around me. Make a perception check. Okay. Oof. Not a great roll. Um, 15? You peer, you look. The gold is solid. Mm-hmm. You feel it pushing back against you. There's something missing. You're not able to reach this space. So, Faye is now thinking about the gem, right? Because mm-hmm. that would have, like, pulled her into the pillar. But she remembers what happened the last time they went into the pillar. And it doesn't seem like there's any control over where you end up once you go in. And so at this point, she is kind of considering the possibility that Cornelius has been lost in the way that she and Morris were before. And I think that's my turn. I think running up to where he disappeared and making that realization is my turn. I look up at the gem. Is it still in place? It's not been moved any closer to the pillar or fallen or anything? The, the gem is still... You, you look up, you, you can kind of see faintly through the wall of the castle. You see that red gemstone is still resting right where you left it. Okay. It is, it is glowing. This faint red pulse. Okay. Back in reality, on the ground, pinned in place, Decibel squirms throwing his shoulder up. That is a 16 to break out. Nothing yet? How's the progress looking? I kind of grimace as I keep maintaining this magic. How is the progress looking? It's going through. I mean, you you rolled was it a 29 or something on your medicine check? 28, 28. yeah. 28. I just made a little check because that was a success. It, it's going well, Morris. Even though Decibel is squirming, the spell holding him in place and your weight on his form is keeping his head rather still. You've cut about halfway around this gemstone. About halfway there. Stay focused. Don't let it drop. Stay close. Permission to attack if it does break? Only to knock him unconscious. Very well. And on my turn. Anything you want to do on your turn, Morris? Keep working. And I'll do a quick glance just to make sure I've got a decent range uh, line of sight on uh, Vivi as well. Faye, you see Vivi and Morris at work over Decibel's form. Vivi and Morris seem solid, like the bodies you passed in the hall. Decibel's form, while solid, is flickering with an irregular grayish kind of glow you're not sure but it it seems to be 
corresponding with Morris's cuts. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he. So when I saw him before in True Sight, did he look as solid as everybody else? Like when we were not in the static? Like when I. Yes. Okay. He looked the same as anybody else. Yes. Okay. So Faye sees this and is hoping that that means he is removing whatever tethers him to the static and that there will still be something left of him after that. Um, As far as Cornelius, it does not seem that I can pursue him without that gemstone if I choose to pursue him. So it seems like Morris has things under control. Man, I think Faye will head back for the portal in that direction still mulling okay. it over because to be on it like yeah I think she is mulling over what to do but knows that no matter what she has to go back up now because she was hoping he would be there he's not and the only option seemed to be to abandon Cornelius and return or take the risk of being dragged into the pillar and sent somewhere else again so she is headed back up to where those things are it's a critical fail for Decibel. Vivi Morris, you continue your work. Faye, you push your way through the crowd of people once again, making for the stairs this time. You kind of drifted down before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. you, know, you take you take the long way around. Decibel continues to kick, is unable to break free. Faye, you reach Drummond's quarters. <sighs> mm-hmm. And there you see you see through the window that gold pressing in. You see that glowing red gemstone on the floor of the room and that tear into reality. Oh my god. Okay. Um, Faye actually really does not want to risk the pillar to save Cornelius, but she thinks about what Morris would likely do in this situation, and she grabs the gemstone and is prepared for whatever that does. Faye, you reach down and pick up the gemstone, and you see that light spread red glowing up your arm and over your form as that power presses in, that current picking up around you again. Do you let it take you? Yes. Down below in the courtyard, Morris, it's a clean cut, and the gemstone comes free. Morris immediately palms the gemstone, holds it in his hand, stands up and is just staring into the depths of it. And he thinks back to two nights ago when they stopped at camp. And he sat with the bag of gems and worked in his journal, theorizing, running calculations. And he turns to look at Vivi, let him go. And he's going to grip the gem and stare down at Decibel's form. And he says, get up. Hey there, folks. Victor, your keeper of the lore, here with the announcements this week. You know, we've been running this podcast for five years now and haven't run a single advertisement. And you know why? Standards. Oh, we get requests. 
Just this week, we received an email from a new restaurant in good old Cincinnati OH called The Red Lantern, where they put the sushi in sushi rules. But what kind of tagline is that? Or how about this? Try Hard's Moving Company, a Gainesville-based group of tryhards who try hard. They want me to note that they'll move your furniture, but you have to agree to let it stay where they put it in your home. It's therapeutic to them, I guess. Or how about this scrap of an email we got the other day asking us to talk about the pear place. Buy two, get one free. But two of what? Pears? Where? Where's the pear place? I have to assume we're in it already. So, no folks, we don't just allow any sort of advertisements on this program. We have standards. We're looking for the good ad reads, like this one. Hey fans, big news! All episodes of True Meta Inc. from 2018 to today are now available on YouTube for your listening ease, so you have even more ways to join in the adventure. Wow! That's quality. Definitely support that business by going to YouTube and searching for True Meta Inc., that's Inc. with a C, and subscribing to their future programming. And well, that's all I got for today, so until next time, enjoy the show. Faye, the current spits you out into a vast golden landscape. You see a spinning circle of light ripping away behind you as you drift forward, feeling the current slow, taking in once again this space inside the pillar. Make a constitution saving throw for me again. It's a five. A five. And again, the, the light overcomes you. The golden light pressing in at your eyes, your vision. It is difficult to take in this space beyond that it is vast and that it is very, very gold. You blink and your vision begins to clear. And now you can see this open, endless gold, currents and rivers, impossible waterfalls of static all around you. What do you do? I am looking around desperately for Cornelius. Make a perception check. Okay. 23. Very good. With the 23, you turn to your side the direction, if direction's still a thing, that you feel you saw Cornelius in the gold before. And there you see another spinning circle of light. One of many. One of hundreds that drift slowly in the air near far throughout the gold Faye is going to yell for Cornelius just shouting his name you shout have you ever been outside on a day with fresh snow Lex mm -hmm. the kind of muffled feeling that, that air the silence pressing around you as you speak, it feels like that. There's a there's a faint crackling to the world. You feel like your voice could carry ten feet forever or end at your lips. But you shout all the same. Am I still being pulled forward or has it stopped? That has stopped. Okay. And the only thing I can see 
are these golden balls of light, but not anything humanoid. You look around to your left, up, below. You seem to be alone. And as you have that realization, you feel your form begin to shift as your city guardian comes to an end. You only had that for a minute. Mm-hmm. How close am I to the lights? The nearest one is towards where you saw Cornelius. Mm-hmm. 45 feet. I'm going to try to take a closer look at it to see if I get any sense that this is Cornelius. As you drift through the gold, you feel your form shift, the metal of your body pulling back in, rearranging as your flesh is exposed to the static, you are going to begin to take damage again. Yes. Do you still have resistance or is that ended too? That is also ended. You'll take six points of force damage. Okay. As you feel this power pressing down around you now as you drift in towards this spinning circle. Mm -hmm. As you get closer, you can see it from this different angle as you approach. It is about six feet in diameter, the spinning circle of light. And as you see, it is it seems to be flat, like a two-dimensional plane, this plate that spins in place. Okay. So are the lights like resting on the plate or it is it is the plate. The, that is the description of the lights in their formation. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. And as you watch that that circle shrinks a little and expands the lights not making a perfect shape kind of wobbling in place mm -hmm. and as you approach you feel that current picking up again is it dragging me toward the lights it is starting to yes okay and I don't see anything humanoid I just see this big spinning thing of lights that is correct you see several of them there are more around you now but with your mm -hmm. drifting this is the closest one Okay. I'm beginning to wonder if these are like the souls of people or something. Like they've died and this is the form that they take. So at that point, it seems like Cornelius probably isn't coming back in any form that I can grab him. So... You will take another one point to force damage. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do now. Um, because I feel like if I get sucked into the lights, then I just die. So. I'm guessing it's when your health hits zero. Yeah. Because Cornelius is a regular guy. Yeah, like six hit points probably, right? <sighs> okay. Yeah. Who's saying that? Who's speaking right now? <laughs> I guess at the, I mean, I guess at this point, Faye has deduced that Cornelius has died. And would like to return to the castle town, if possible, by retracing the floating with the gem. Okay. You turn and look back the way you came. You see a vast ocean of gold and these circles of light spinning periodically, sometimes getting caught up in these currents and, and shooting along faster before slowing again to drift through the void. Okay, so I don't think I can go back because I don't have a high enough spell slot to cast Planar Shift anymore. 
So... You take another four points of force damage. Yep. (laughs) I guess my only option at this point is to let it keep pulling me where it's trying to take me. At the moment, it's pulling you towards that circle of lights. Okay. Do you let it take you? Yes. Back in the real world... (laughs) You motherfucker. Vivi, your spell ends, and Morris... Holding out that gray gemstone, the Osai, whom you recognize as Decibel now with a bleeding gap in its forehead, the blood mixing with the old tattoos, pushes itself to its feet and stands before you, kind of slouched, hands loose at its sides. Show me what you are. Its form ripples. The tattoos fading to gray, the features of decibel twisting, its body writhing and raising, the slouch form staying, its arms extending into claws. You watch as the face of decibel becomes the twisted, mottled gray of a lizard, teeth poking out at awkward angles, a flat, wide gaps for a nose, but still that gaping hole in its forehead, wearing the tattered gray cloak that you had seen Decibel wearing moments before. Go in and get them out. It opens its mouth. Static comes out. Go into the static and get them out. Do you think it can without the gem anymore? It, it turns and, and looks to you, Vivi, as you speak. Do that thing where you can understand it. I... I can tell it what to do, but I don't know what it's saying back. Grab my staff and expend one of its charges to be able to speak. It's saying, What is this? Why, what is this feeling? What do you want from me? Seems to be quite confused at its lack of gem. Okay, that means everything that I thought was right. Okay. Use your powers that you used on the small guy to go in to where you sent him and pull him and the woman back out. As you begin to raise your voice, shaking the gemstone at it, the the creature shies back. Ah, ah. And then it, it turns to you, Vivi. And it, it looks down at your hands and it shies back. Ah, why you go? Ah, ah. It crouches down and, and squeezes its eyes shut and then opens them again. Ah, looks around, worried. Doesn't seem it's able to. Morris drops the wall of force. You do that. And that, that rippling effect dissipates. Okay. I'm going to ask you one more time. The static, how you descended from the sky, the one whose backpack you were riding in when we went through the pillar, go in and get her, now. Creature looks, looks around again, stands up and raises a, a long, clawed arm up and shakes it. I don't know what you mean. To go home, I can't. What box? What box? Turns to you, Vivi. 
what box? And it, it raises its other hand and, and slaps its chest. My, I can't. Does it still look like it's barely clinging to consciousness in terms of how beat up it is? Yes. Morris walks forward and punches it in the face. To knock unconscious or to end it? To knock unconscious. Uh, it, had, it had one hit point left. So it, it's, it's slapping its chest and, and gesturing widely. I can't. What box? I can't. And you punch it and it slumps to the ground. <sighs> Vivi, she should be back by now. Well, that's troubling news. These are the key. And his is probably a little bit better than all the other ones. We don't have time. We don't have enough time. We need to prepare. We need to be ready. But we don't have time. Okay. I need to go in after them both. Are you coming or are you staying? Unless I know that's only a one-way ticket, I'm not quite confident enough to go. I'll be honest. This is where my preparation ends. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm going now. Make up your mind. And Morris starts walking towards uh, the study. Very well. I'll ensure that the people remain safe here. Won't be able to protect them if I'm gone with you. I'll be back. And Morris just charges towards the portal. Morris, make an insight check as you push past the king who says, What, what happened? What, what's going on? Where, where did Lady Faye go? Where did she go? And you push through, beginning to enter the, the crowded hallway. That is an 18. There's something tugging at the back of your mind, Morris. And that is when Vivi was standing there holding out her tambourines, one silver, one gold, casting the spell to hold Decibel in place. You were focused on the scalpel and the cut at the time, but you remember looking up and you saw in line with those tambourines is a ridge of a red gemstone around each tambourine in line with the metal. And you don't know why, but as you're pushing through this crowd, that detail pings in your mind. Morris freezes in the doorway and spins around and just silent, slams the helm down and just marches straight at Vivi. Morris is coming back towards you, Vivi. Second thoughts. Silent. He's still just approaching. You quite all right. He's still silent. He wants to see what you're going to do instead of say. I just stand. Morris just powers up to you until he is right in front of you and just grabs your forearm and lifts up your hand holding the tambourine. Look, if you really wanted me to go with you, you could have just asked nicely. Why do you have these? These magical tambourines to fight. Stop lying to me. You might need to ask a better question, because that's the truth. The gems, Vivi. The gems. Why do you have gems in your tambourine? And acting like you've never seen them before, or have any idea that they have to do with planar magic when we're pulling them out of the skulls of bastards like that. I look at the tambourines. You think they're the same kind? I, quite honestly, had never thought about them. I just thought they were gem inlaids. He just drops your hand. I don't know 
at this point if you're telling the truth or if these are word games or something. I can't figure you out. But I guess that means, you know what? If things go sideways, I guess you can find your way back. Wear a metal suit and Morris heads back towards the portal. Vivi, you watches the heavy beast turns and stomps back across the courtyard, disappearing into the castle. And I take these moments to inspect the gems in my tambourine. You look down at the ruby inlay. What thoughts are going through your mind? Why are these here? I think back about how I received them and scour my mind for any conversations surrounding them that might give me more insight. As you stand there, Vivi, you think back to the night you got these tambourines. The night everything changed. Vivi, you step into a wide cinema lobby, decorated for the premiere with glass and neon. You walk past posters from movies in your past. You see the poster for Amazing Train, the original Die Aggressively, any others? Become the Monster, a psychological thriller. Become the Monster, a psychological thriller. Okay, you got that from the uh, Adventure Zone poster behind me, didn't you? Yes, I did. (laughs) Okay, what's another one? Bread. Bread? What is the what is the plot of the po- what not the plot I don't need to know anything about the plot what is the poster for this movie Vivi It's just a slice of bread and it just says bread in seafoam green lettering and then the subcaption is a slice of life existential comedy <laughs> Is okay so is this the main showing tonight bread featuring Vivi no, that's just one of the other films. Okay, okay. It's just one of the other films. What is the what is the main showing tonight? A Tale of Survival in Kanada featuring Vivi. A Tale of Survival in Kanada. Okay, you got to tell me the the basic plot of this one. What's it about? What's what's the little if you go to look up tickets online, what do people see about A Tale of Survival in Kanada featuring Vivi? Superstar Vivi. Of course travels to the far north is that it it? no (laughs) no that's it it's just that it's (laughs) superstar vivi travels to the far north but your star power alone is enough to sell this thing Uh, i love that so uh vivi as you uh as you step into the cinema you see the displays um there are uh, you know, the, the large... I mean, that's perfect. That's why you're in the Snow Queen gown, right? You are dressed up as Kanata, this far north land away from the city in the distance. Um, you can see there are snow cone stations set up for people as they arrive. Uh, but it's like snow cones with, like, uh, gold flavoring, whatever gold is supposed to taste like. Um, you can see there is... Um, there is a, a bugbear man, but he's... Uh, uh, bleached his fur and, and dyed it like a frosty white. And he's standing there as there are wizards behind him, like casting frosty prestidigitation behind him as people walk up and take pictures with him. Um, and that is that is the big show, <laughs> A Tale of Survival in Kanata. As you take this in, Vivi, you notice that there is an anxious-looking fellow who is coming up to intercept you. 
And as, as you turn and look at him, you see he's holding a tablet in his hand, which he is tapping incessantly. Do I recognize them as staff? You recognize him as your personal intern. Make it quick. Good. Good work on the red carpet, Vivi. Um, we, we have a full night planned for you. You'll have a brief interview here in the lobby about some Caulfield 33 rumors. The developer would like you to play coy about whether your voiceover is a continuation of your AI character from the last game or something new. But I figure you'll do what you can to stir up attention. Um, but first, and he turns, and you see standing in the corner of this lobby, a tall man watching you. His hair is slicked back, and he is wearing a dark red suit. But but first, you do have a, an appointment that was written in here at the last minute. I don't know how long we should set aside for this conversation. Um, do you have any thoughts? Thoughts? I thought that's what you were here for. We'll make um, it work, right? Right, right. We'll, we'll make it work. What's first on the agenda? The intern turns and just looks at the man in the corner. He asked to see you before everything else. Okay, then make everything after that work. All right, I'll, I'll do that. And he goes back to tapping on his tablet. I give a few more waves and nods and just walk into a room and shoot a glance back at the figure dressed in red. He gives you a slight nod and after a few moments alone in this, this side room, um... He stands in the doorway. Miss Vivi, I hope this evening finds you well. Certainly, it's a nice break from the usual routine to get uh, invited to speak with one of the many representatives. You look around this room, it is uh, like a snack room. You can see a table with a, a spread of different foods and, and drinks and things. Uh, and the, the man steps in and comes and joins you by the table. Indeed, it is a sign of progress, yes, to have such excellent services in Uptown. Never been one to complain about the accommodations here. <laughs> I do know. He sighs and looks out into the lobby. Did you know that this land used to be an underdeveloped mishmash of apartments, taverns, and inns? Inefficient relics of the old world in this city. And now it's the bastion of culture. Yes, yes, we've we've been through the preamble a few times. Can you please just uh, expedite this quite a bit? I just hope that you remember Miss Ruby built this toy for you, and she hopes you remember her favor. One of many that I've been paying off since. Excellent. Speaking of, <laughs> I'm afraid I must ask for your aid on behalf of Miss Ruby this evening. There is property that she's been eyeing for some time. Our people are having difficulty getting inside, and this work is made more difficult by a crowd that has gathered. Perhaps, with your skills, you will have more luck. Certainly. Do you all think you can bring in the specialist to have the double complete the tasks here? They're already on their way. Well, as soon as that is set in motion, I will change into something more suitable for this favor. He raises an eyebrow. So willing, one would say you dislike events like these. When they become routine, they become quite boring. Let's just say I've 
grown a knack for doing a few extracurricular activities. Indeed. He sighs and reaches out for a, I don't know, like a little aperitif, a little olive roll. Kind of looks at it in his hands. Is there any information you would like before you take this task? I find it's usually better if I don't have more information than what I need to succeed. So what is it that I need to succeed? He puts the olive roll back down and reaches into his pocket. The owner has gone somewhere we cannot reach. And he pulls out a thick piece of paper and holds it out to you. And as you look down, Vivi, you just see a spread of static. And I would like you to make a perception check. Fifteen. Looking at this this static image, despite the distraction of the sounds from the lobby, the flashing lights, the neon, the glow, in the stable light of this room, you can make out, in the image, outlined faintly by static, two figures in bulky armor stepping up into a beam of golden light. While we work to find the owner of this property, we would like you to go in and bring back any information you may find relevant to our interests. Should I ask why you're tapping me instead of the hundreds of other in your employ? You have particular skills that are hard to find in others. And beyond that, we know, and he reaches into another pocket and pulls out a small velvet case, we know that you can be trusted. And he passes you the case. I'll take a look at what's inside the case. Cracking open the case, you see a pair of silver and gold half tambourines, each lined with a thin ruby inlay. <laughs> I can't imagine how many more favors this is going to cost, but they look fun. I'm glad you feel that way. Miss Ruby agrees. We both know how this works. I'll take the job. Indeed you will. It needs to happen tonight, he says as he turns and begins to leave the room. Perfect. Barring uh, my replacement's performance, which they'll do swimmingly. They are me, after all. I'll set off once that's set in motion. Very well. And he leaves. I call on my assistant. Yeah, yes, no, Miss, uh, Miss Vivi, how, how can I help you? Hey, we're going to have uh, the stunt double fill in for the rest of this performance. Oh, I see. Uh, did you want to do the interview before they get here, or...? No, no, it's quite all right. You, you know how this works, right? Of course. A anything else I can do for you, Miss Vivi? Make sure to tell me what you think of the film. Now, um, if you don't mind, I'll head to my costume room and pick out a few things before... Reading your in-depth analysis of the film. He's already typing away on his tablet. Uh, yes, of course. Uh, follow me, Miss Vivi. And Vivi, you head to your costume quarters, exchange with your double, and before long, you are slipping out of the Saffron Casino, making your way across the city streets towards the address provided by the broker. You make your way to Drifton.
Vivi, you are looking down at the tambourines in your hands, still standing in the courtyard of the castle. Miss Ruby insisted I do this job that very night. Could she have possibly known? And I ponder this question to myself. Morris. Morris spins around and decks <laughs> Vivian. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Morris charges for the portal. You push your way through the library and into the office and through to Drummond's quarters. And there you see that tear into the static. Through the window down in the courtyard, you see Vivi standing there, looking at the tambourines in her hands. Morris shakes his head, like trying to force the distraction out for right now. And he reaches up and makes sure the helmet is fastened and has a moment of regret as he thinks back to how he built the beast, but steps in anyways. Morris, you push into the static, stepping through this portal and seeing a grayscale version of Drummond's office, shifting blacks and grays and whites. And beyond that, you feel this this golden energy pressing in, and you feel that gray gemstone begin to heat up in your hand. And you, you see as this gray energy begins to spread out across your body. Before he sinks in, Morris plants a boot on the ledge and jumps out the window. You pass through the window, feeling just a slight resistance as you move through the glass. And now you are drifting out over the courtyard. You feel that that golden energy just beyond beginning to swirl and pull on you. And you look down upon the king, the soldiers, the townspeople, and Vivi standing at the base of the tree. I don't see... Faye or Cornelius anywhere? No, you do not. Morris grits his teeth and continues forward towards the pillar. You're already in the pillar, Morris, and the current takes you. Vivi, back in the courtyard, you, you feel a faint wind come down through the leaves of the tree, rustle your hair. Around you, you hear the sounds of fighting. The soldiers, still tense, calling out targets to shoot at up above. The soldiers with the pikes standing by the portcullis, ready. Reinforcements standing guard. I'll spend a few moments to inspect the tree and try to deduce whichever event could have happened that caused the tear in Drummond's quarters. Make a nature check. Ten. Ten. It, it is as you've seen, uh, as Drummond described, there is a tear down the length of this 60-foot tree. Um, one half of the tree is still kind of vibrant. Um, the, the orange, red autumnal leaves, half of them have fallen uh, to litter the courtyard below, which itself is now muddy and, and dirty. The other half of the tree leans precariously against the opposite wall of the courtyard, having been blackened and grayed up its length. King Poe, he's turning towards the soldiers and, uh, yes, turns to you. Do you recall how this tree came to sustain this injury? Oh, looks up at the tree, looks back at you. Well, my, 
I did not see it myself, I am afraid. It happened at night. Uh, I, uh, I was having dinner, and I heard the most terrible racket, and I, um, I, I called out to my soldiers to inspect, and they informed me what had happened. I came out, and here it was, damaged, ripped, torn and true, and uh, a, a powerful uh, tear through the window to Drummond's quarters. <laughs> Terrible. Terrible. He explained it was a magical incident that blasted out the wall. Wasn't sure what happened to the tree. We assume it was a quirk of the gods, perhaps showing their displeasure, or some ill fate. Fascinating. Well, I'll wait for my companions to return for a few moments. I fear I can't help with the defenses until I know that they are returning unharmed. Right, yes. Yes, of course. And I'll go sit outside of the portal. You walk to the back wall of the courtyard and take your seat by the entrance to this magnificent manor, this magical portal that you've set against the wall. You lean up against the stone and you wait. The heavy beast drifts through the gold. I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw. Well, I got excited because I'm good at these, but they're all two on the die. It's a 14. 14. You are unfortunately blinded as well. Outside of the initial spray of colorful light, you are overwhelmed by the gold and spend some time recovering. You eventually blink it away and see the same vast golden expanse, currents and waterfalls and eddies spinning around you, as far as you can see. I will clutch the gem and I will think back to Faye's descriptions of the Osai flying about through the static and I'll try and channel something out of the gem in an attempt to navigate myself by force of will. You take that moment with the gemstone. Make a wisdom check. D20 add your wisdom modifier. Is now the time for bardic inspiration? What do you guys think? It does go away after a few minutes, so it would have to be pretty soon. Yeah, soon. I'd use All it. Right, I'm burning it now. That's a 19. 19. You, you feel that you can do this. And in fact, you remember willing yourself to follow after Cain with Faye before. And as you think that, you feel yourself regain control of your body in space. Morris shakes his head as he focuses on the static that he's holding in his palm and he looks around. Faye! Faye! Cornelius! Faye! It's a strange muffled sensation. You can't tell how far your voice is carrying. Eh. What have I got to lose, right? And Morris grips the gem and starts uh, flying further. Morris, your suit... It doesn't completely cover you, does it? It does not. You take three points of force damage as you begin to move through the gold. Is there any direction in particular that you're picking? Uh, I would have tried to head towards where Cornelius disappeared. That would have been my goal, at least as a starting point. Make a perception check. This is almost tracking at this point, so it could also be a survival check. There 
both not good. <laughs> but that's an 18. An 18. You begin to move through the gold, and as you go, your eyes adjust more, and you, too, see these spinning, multicolored circles of light. As I drift towards them, and I can feel the static biting in through the armor, Morris grits his teeth for a second and punches down onto his thigh, and another defensive field opens up around him. Defensive field, what is that going to do? Uh, 17 temporary hit points. Remove three of those from the additional force damage as you drift. You have identified one portal in particular, one of these circles of light. And as you approach, you feel that same current picking up. I dive in. Vivi, you sit. And time passes. You watch and listen as the soldiers continue to chase off the lizards. They do seem to be much less oriented now. Even more as time passes. They begin to wander, you hear, away from the castle as afternoon carries on. How long do you sit by the wall? I'd say about an hour. An hour passes. The soldiers continue their work. The sun is now passing down in the sky as you approach evening, and you sit there. Seeing that the tides are turning in the battle, or at least they seem to have regained a foothold, I'll talk to King Poe. Doesn't seem they've returned yet. He turns from where he's talking with uh, some of the knights who are still standing. Uh, I think was... Was the, the winter night okay? Yeah, the winter night is there looking injured. Um, maybe it's the same person. Maybe they've just changed the suit. You're not sure. But the, the king looks over to you. Uh, yes, I was worried about that. Uh, are you supposed to do anything? Well, I have the citizens safely behind me over there. He looks at the magical door, still closed. Uh, yes, that is... Quite good. I, I do appreciate it. Thank you. Now, King, what do you propose I do? I see two options ahead of me. You either commanded me to try to bring them back or keep your people safe. The king looks up at the branches of the tree. Two important choices. Or one important choice split two ways, I suppose. He looks back down at you. I'm afraid I... Do not know you very well as yet, but you said you were relation to Sir John. Oh no, that that was just a ruse. That Sir John and I are the same. I see. Well, Sir John, uh, what I know, what I have learned during my time as king, is that at times you must take chances. Six months ago, two souls arrived on my doorstep, and after a show of great strength, I chose to let them in, and they helped us quite a great deal. Sir Morris has brought us technological marvels like birthday gifts and running water, while the Lady Fay has brought us food aplenty and medicine to save our injured. I do understand that this... And he turns and gestures behind him. Is perhaps 
their fault. Did I make the right choice in letting them in six months ago? I think so, Sir John. We make choices based on what we feel is right in the moment and hope they hold true. I make my decisions based on what will help the people of this land, the people of my castle, of my forests, my fields. Sir John, you must go and make choices based on what is most important to you. As king, I give you permission to choose what is important to you. For most of my life, it's been just getting the job done. And now you're telling me that you're not going to command me one way or another? At the very least, I would like to return home. Then, I think you know what you must do. It's been a pleasure. It has indeed, Sir John. I cast Magnificent Mansion once more and look to the key. It should last another 24 hours. I hope the situation is stable by then. Thank you very much, Sir John. Go in peace. Know that you do the king's will, whatever choice you make. And I follow through the portal, tambourines in hand. Vivi, you jump through the portal. And it is strange. You've never done this before. Leap through a portal into a world of static, shifting grays. But as you do, it does feel perhaps familiar. The pressure, the power, the tingling around you. As you step through, those tambourines in your hand begin to glow. A bright red. And that glow moves up your arms and begins to cover your body as you feel this pressure building, standing in Drummond's quarters, that pressure pulling you in. It takes a few moments to balance myself, but having done plenty of stunt work in the past, I move around the space and get a feel for the movement uh, before uh, letting the tamarines just pull me to wherever they want. You move your body around walking through Drummond's quarters, kind of twisting and turning and becoming familiar with this pulling sensation as it takes you. I'd like you to make a constitution saving throw. 20. 20. All right. Vivi, you tuck and roll. And as you are thrown out into a vast field of gold, you see behind you a spinning ring of multicolored light spin out in the opposite direction. As you drift there, turning and feeling that power around you begin to grow as you take five points of force damage. That tingling running up along your limbs, across your face, down your spine. As you see this vast gold expanse, rivers, currents, and eddies, and amidst them, these floating, drifting, multicolored circles of light. I'll keep following wherever the tambourine signal is leading. You look down, and that red glow from the tambourines is covering your body. Doesn't seem to be pointing you in a direction. I'll look around for Morris, then. Make a perception check. Fifteen? With the fifteen, you you spin around. You're not sure. You don't see anybody. Well, it was a while ago, so I'm not sure where they would have gone. And does it look like there's a swirling portal anywhere around here? Yes, there's one. Probably the closest one is being caught up in a current about 60 feet from you. 
Well, here's the quickest way to learn how this works. And I'll try to go to the current. You drift over towards this current of spinning gold. You will take six more points of force damage. And as you approach this spinning circle of light, you feel another current picking up around you. I'll follow through. You let the energy take you and sweep you through. Could everybody roll for me? Oh, n- you can't do this A to D100. us. I'm going to throw oh, up. I'm going to actually Christ. throw up, you guys. A D100? Mm-hmm. It's okay. I'm going to do it really fast. I'm not going to think about it. Okay. Yep. Don't think about it too much. I don't have a D100, so I'm going to use an online one. 16. I'm literally going to like freak out. Just confirming the double zeros is, yeah, those that's zero. So anything you get is a single digit up through 10. Yep. Okay. All right, cool. Just double checking. Okay. I've rolled a 52. <laughs> Eric, what did you roll? 16. Seventy-four. We in different planes, y'all. <sighs> I'm gonna vomit. If I could turn <laughs> back time. Mm, 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 mm. Oh god. Oh no. Oh, he's this drinking his fault. tea. He's drinking this his tea fault. casually. As if he's not about to wrench us apart. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying yeah. <laughs> Casually, unhurriedly, unperturbed, all kinds of uns, almost uncaring. <laughs> my hands Faye. are so sweaty. Yeah, my, me first. <laughs> me specifically. <laughs> yeah, I'm, re- I, I'm ready. Tell me what's going on. Eventually, the light around you seems to settle. Blinking, you see an endless haze of gray static, and behind you, a golden pillar of light rising into the heavens. What do you do? I, I'll i look around to see where I ended up, first of all. Am I just back in the static? Make a perception check. Oh my fucking god, I'm going to... I'm sorry, I shouldn't take the Lord's name in vain, I'm just very nervous. He has okay. no place here. Oh my god, I dropped the dice. My hands are so sweaty that the dice slipped out of my hands and fell on the floor. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm rolling for real. I'm sorry. What was I rolling for? Perception. Okay. Um, 24? You can make out details through the static. The gray, hazy outlines of your surroundings. Mm-hmm. You seem to be standing in the suburbs You see houses with lawns spaced regularly along a straight avenue, decorated with mailboxes and lamps, and there are cars, cars in the road, and people. You see humanoid figures that look more solid through the static, that faint flickering light within. Is it Summit City? It's hard to tell from the static. Okay. I remember... That in Summit City, there were holes punctured in the static, and I am looking around for any signs of any kind of 
give to the static. You take five points of force damage. Yes. Make another perception check. Or survival, since adrenaline is starting to kick in. For me? Or yeah. Faye? <laughs> yeah, both, sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, God. I'm going to do um, perception, because that's a better stat for me. So... Okay, that's that's good. That's a good number I just rolled. Give me a second. 28. 28. Yeah. Standing there in the static, you feel just on just on instinct yeah. or perhaps you you maybe there's a variation in the static inside this house to your left. It's it's a small like it, it's a copy paste house, right? You got the driveway, you've got the front door, little porch area. It's two-story bungalow. Um you you feel there's maybe something different in this house. I go into the I I walk over to the house and I try to try to enter the house. Okay, you you can. You reach out and your hand just pushes through the door. Okay. Okay. Inside, you see uh, 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 an open uh, an open plan uh, living room slash kitchen. Um, there are modern appliances against the wall. You see a dining room table. There's a, a living room space with couch and a coffee table. On that coffee table, you see a small bonsai tree that is glowing softly. And around it, the static seems to ripple. I reach out for it. You reach out and you touch the bonsai tree and there is a, a splitting pressure in a moment. You're going to take five more points of force damage. Mm-hmm. And then you blink like two visions overlaying themselves and you are out of the static. You are suddenly standing in a modern looking living room, touching one branch of a bonsai tree that still seems to glow slightly. Okay. Okay. Um, I run out of the house, down into the street. You run, you run uh, through the living room up to the, the door of this house and it is locked. I unlock it. As you move to unlock the door, you hear the jangling of keys in the lock. I I jump back <laughs> in shock. You jump back as the door opens, and standing in the doorway, you see a human-sized mannequin, its body made of sleek plastic, dressed in human clothes, a bag over one arm, but for a head, you see a computer screen depicting the pixelated face of a confused-looking woman. I feel it. Faye just screams <laughs> and in terror. the woman screams, too. <laughs> ah! It's all about rolling dice, baby!